0: What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Sports Dispenser here, and today, as promised, I'm going to be doing my NBA award predictions. This season is over. There are a lot of debates on who should get which award. There's one in almost every category. So let's just get right into it with the most prestigious award and the most debated award, because it could go either way, and that's the most valuable player. Now, the three players that will most likely be in the race are James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Paul George. Now, I do love Paul George and what he's doing this season, but he's not winning it. He's not going to get the MVP. It's just not going to happen. So it's between James Harden and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And my pick is James Harden. Why? Cause he's averaging thirty six points per game. And seven point five assists. And six point six rebounds. Every game. I don't care what you say about oh, he attempts eleven free throws per game. Yeah, okay. He he does get every call in the fucking book. That is true. I hate watching him play. I hate watching the Lakers play the Rockets because every time there's some sort of bullshit calls because he gets every call but so do most superstar players this is not this is not this wild concept every every star player gets gets calls James Harden gets more but nonetheless if you're averaging 36 points per game Wow, I think it was 6 or 7 50 point triple doubles. How? How can you how how can you not say he's the MVP? Like it just shocks me to think about that. Now let's get Giannis for a second. Giannis incredible season. I love Giannis. He's a top 5 player right now. Giannis Okay, now for his case. Technically, he's the best player on the best team. Which, I mean, that's what the most valuable player is. Like, in a certain sense, that's what it is. Best player, best team. That's kind of what the Heisman is. That's what it's supposed to be. Now, if they give it to Giannis based on that principle, hey, that's fine. Because the Bucks finished the year with the best record. And hey, you know, that's cool. I won't be upset at that. But on the other hand, thirty six, six and seven, Giannis having a great season. Giannis is having a great season. You know, twenty seven, twelve and five. That's a great season. That's one hell of a season. While leading your team to a to a sixty win year, I'm not sure the exact number, but a sixty win year. Hell yeah, that's fucking hype. That's that's a great season. But thirty six, six and seven. You had 30 points in over a month straight. Every game, 30 points for a month. That's that's the most valuable player. And if you thank Giannis based off the principle of, okay, best player, best team, that makes sense to me. I I can't get too upset at that. Because, in a sense, that's what it means. But on the other hand, if you... But if that's not your point and you just genuinely think Giannis had a better year than James Harden, get the fuck out of here. You're just an idiot. 36-6-7. Yep, that does it for me. Let's move on to the rookie of the year. Well, I actually have three players in this one, not just the two that I talk about. And those three players are obviously Luka Doncic, there's the obviously Trey Young, and... The third one is DeAndre Aiden, the number 1 pick who gets no love. People don't talk about him enough. This season he's averaging 16 points and 10 boards. That's really fucking good for a rookie season. He's getting he just he just isn't getting talked about. And that that just doesn't make sense. Granted, he only has 0.9 blocks a game. That could go up. That can go up. I, I, I mean, when you're seven-one, you should be averaging more than point nine. but he's a rookie. And we all knew him going into the draft for his offensive talents. That was his main part, was, wow, this kid's a beast on offense, and it's showing. 16 and 10, that doesn't lie. But he's not rookie of the year. He is not Rookie of the Year, and neither is the next player. I'm going to talk about that next player is Trey Young. Trey Young since Trey Young since the All Star break has been incredible. He's he is he has been putting up 24.7 points per game, 9.2 assists per game, and four rebounds a game. That's really good. That is bo- That's some All Star numbers right there. That is all-star numbers. I'm not going to lie. Trey Young, I, I, I was not very high on him going into the draft. I thought the Hawks were stupid for not picking Luka. But Trey Young is working out. Trey Young's pretty fucking good at basketball. They still got a gem, which I did not think he would be this good this early. But Trey Young, shit, you're doing one hell of a job. The reason I don't give it to him is because of consistency. Granted, before the All-Star break, he was averaging 17 points a game with 7.6 assists. That's still really good. But that that's in the same case as DeAndre Ayton. Is okay, that is really good, but there's better. Consistency. That's what that means to me. And, and it's not like these three teams that they played on I'm not really making a difference when it came to playoffs. They were all three pretty trash teams. So Now, this number one is basically obvious at this point, and that's Luka Doncic. He's the rookie of the year. 21 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. How can you say Trae Young? Trae Young has been playing great since the All-Star break. That the, He's been putting up All-Star numbers. He has. There's nothing else to it. But Luka was actually getting all-star consideration. Not just... He was actually getting considered. He bloomed the moment he hit the fucking court. He's been really good the whole season. Like... Consistency. That's what that means to me. Consistency. As much as I really like Trey Young right now, as he put up that 49-point game, he has all the hype and momentum. They're going to have a top pick. Great for them. I hope they get a great player. Luka Doncic is just the best rookie. 21-7-6. 20, and six. Yep. <laughs> yep. That about does it for me. And for the most part, he's been the leader of this team. And now he has Chris Dabbs, Porzingis. That's incredible. So my rookie of the year is Luka Doncic. Let's move on to the most improved player. That's a good one. I only have two players for this because there are only really two candidates. I don't have a third. And those two are Pascal Siakam and D'Angelo Russell. My opinion is D'Angelo Russell. And for the most part, that's because he's led a team. He's led an average team like the Nets to the sixth seed. He's been the leader of that team. He's faced adversity his whole career. Shit, he got traded to the Nets. He had that whole snitching scandal at the Lakers. He was under bright lights as the number two pick. He moved on to the Nets, a very not-the-biggest market. No one really watches the Nets, let's be honest. (laughs) Like, I don't go into school. Oh, you you see that Nets game? No, they're talking about Lakers games. They're talking about Warriors games. D'Angelo Russell has been very low-key this year. 21 points and 7 assists while leading them to the playoffs. Now... Most improved player in the sense of which player improved the most, that's Pascal Siakam. Don't get me wrong. Pascal Siakam has improved the most from last season. Last season, he put up 7.3 points, 4.5 boards, and where's the assist? Shit, I can't find it. And two assists. This year, he's put up 17 points, five rebounds, and seven assists. Based off most improved? Okay, yeah, that's Pascal Siakam. But I throw the leadership value in there. And I could just be wrong when I do that. But Pascal Siakam as great of, as great as a piece as he is to that Raptors team, he's not the main guy. Shit, he's not the second guy. Shit, he's fighting for the third guy with Marcus Smart. When D'Angelo Russell is the star of the show. Jarrett Allen is not the star of the show. Spencer Didwood, he's not the star of the show. D'Angelo Russell to me, he led the team to the playoffs. I forgot. Oh, yeah, he had that historic comeback. I forgot the exact stats on that, but I think they were down by 25. Going into the fourth? And he... And he basically put the team on his back to, to the comeback win. Now, now my description on that is very fuzzy. I could be very wrong when I say that. But I got the gist of it. D'Angelo Russell is a leader. That kid is the most improved player. So my most improved player goes to D'Angelo Russell. Let's move on to Defensive Player of the Year, the third to last category. And for this, I, I also just have two players, those being Miles Turner and Paul George. Let's go first to Miles Turner, actually. The reason I have Miles Turner here is because he averaged 2.7 blocks a game. I really wasn't good at deciding which players should be here, but when you're averaging 2.7 blocks per game, And you're also putting up 0.8 steals. I'm just going to round up to one steal. Yeah, that's Defensive Player of the Year numbers. It shouldn't be Draymond Green or or fucking Rudy Gobert because that's what it is every season. It's time for a change, and these are guys who deserve it. These are the guys who really deserve to get them. Yep, in my opinion, Miles Turner deserves a lot of consideration for this award. Paul George, he is an MVP candidate. Shit, I I, I was going to talk about the offense real quick. 28 points, 4 assists. He's basically become the number one guy for that team. I mean, him and Russ are kind of sharing that responsibility, but I think when the playoffs come... It'll show that hey Paul George is the number one guy. And on defense that kind of shows too. Why? Because he's he's almost leading the league in steals, if not leading the league in steals, with two point two a game. Because we've seen this Paul George before. He put up two he put up two steals a game last year. And the year before that. Put up 1.6. The year before that, 1.9. We've come to know him for this. His whole career, besides the 2014 season where he played six games, he's had one or more steal a game. We've come to know him as that. Miles Turner, we've known him as a good shot blocker. We've, I mean, shit, throughout his career 1.4, 2.1, 1.8. And now 2.7 blocks a game. But after the dip from last year, I'm going to give this award to Miles Turner. Because you end up a whole ass block. A whole block. And we've. Okay, now granted, we know Miles Turner to block shots. Th- that's not a secret. But we know Paul George for getting steals. That's like his main. Sh- Okay, I apologize for saying that. That's not his main thing. It's just not. That was wrong. But that's one of his features. That's one of his top three features. We've come to know that. He has never gotten consideration before. Why should he get consideration now? Miles Turner hasn't gotten consideration before. Now he should get consideration. Because he's almost getting three blocks a fucking game my defensive player of the year is miles turner and if you think the picks are lazy because i just basically picked the steals leader and the blocks leader well sorry i couldn't think of better my apologies let's move on to the sixth man of the year the final award for players i have two players for this one same as same as many of the ones i've talked about just two players those two players are D-Rose and Lou Williams. I'm just going to give you the short answer. I think it's Lou Williams. D-Rose, if we're going to talk about the best story, then okay, yeah, give it to D-Rose. He's had his comeback season. He dropped 50 points. Clap, clap, clap. I. D. rose great player. I love him. He deserves all the praise he's getting. But he does not deserve 6th man of the year. He's having a really good season with the 18 points, 4 assists. Shit, that's really good. I I, I mean, he played 51 games and he only started 13 of them. So So he was coming off the bench in 38 games. That's really good. Good for old D. Rose. But Lou Williams, this is his thing. 22 points a game off the bat. He only started one game this season. And he's putting up 20 points a game. Five assists. Like, Lou Williams just owns this award. He should be the sixth man of the year every year. Like, just, I mean, just look at the numbers. This isn't hard. He deserves this. When you're able to put up 20 points a game coming off the bench and being a very pivotal piece in your team making the playoffs. When, what did the Timberwolves do? Oh, yeah, not fucking much. That is the short answer. The short answer. It's Lou Williams for every reason in the book, except for story, except for inspiration. And if they're going to give this... This award to D-Rose for pity, then that's disrespectful to D-Rose. He deserves better than that. Now moving on to the last and final award. This is probably one of the most boring ones. The one that's, I guess, the least effective. The one that no one really cares about. That is coach of the year. I just thought I'd throw it in there. Mm. It's Mike Budenholzer. It's Mike Budenholzer. He came into this Bucks team first season, led them to a sixty win record. I'm just look up their exact record real quick, my apologies. But he came in, yeah, 60 six sixty and twenty two his first season, led them to the number one seed, and they're the based off record, best team in the league. And and if you didn't listen to my playoff predictions, I have them going to the finals. If you haven't listened to that, you should totally listen to it. But he's just the coach of the year to me. I mean, it's a very boring award. It usually goes to coaches who just had the best record. Cough, cough, Dwayne Casey last year. It's as, it's as, it's as simple as that. You come in your first season, and you get 60 wins, and... If you don't get coach of the year, then shit, you should fire who, you should fire fire everyone who votes for that award. That's gonna do it for me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends. If not, share it with your friends. If you enjoy, I I already said that shit. Follow me on Twitter at spws podcast, and uh, yeah, cue that music.